0: Welcome, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Go SoCal podcast, where we talk about all things advertising in the auto industry, produced by the leading auto-focused agency, SoCal. I'm your host, Katie Saunders. Today's episode is sponsored by Gemini Service BDC. Get customers into your service lane with Gemini Service BDC, a fully managed BDC dedicated exclusively to service. To learn more, visit GoSoCal.com. On today's episode, you'll hear my co-host, Drew Wilson, interview SoCal's web team lead, Jesse Lee, about SoCal's websites and just how easy it is to switch. Let's get to it.
1: Welcome, everyone, to another Go SoCal podcast. If you're listening or watching, thanks for tuning in. And hanging out with me today is my friend, Jesse Lee, who leads our website team here at SoCal. So obviously, the subject today is going to be websites, but before we get into the questions that we've been going back and forth with all day, can you please introduce yourself, your team, what you guys do here
2: at SoCal? I'm the Web Build Team Lead, and so basically the website's team is made up of three different teams, the SEO team, the web operations team, and web build team, and so we each play an integral part as far as the overall website from different specialities.
1: Right, so you're basically, all of those teams are communicating in tandem pretty much every day.
2: Exactly. Like, we'll handle the more of what you see, design, layout, and operations handles the inventory and pricing uh, aspects of it that's kind of like a the feeds that come in, and right. then SEO obviously handles anything that's search engine. Search-related, search, related, search yeah. value, that kind
1: of thing. Yeah. Well, we're going to spare no time getting into the questions, because websites and processes are a little bit like I think they can be dodgy at times I think they can be daunting especially when we talk about uh, creating a website or switching from one provider to another especially for dealership sites right you got Absolutely. everything you just listed inventory SEO value which is different than most general either like a mom-and-pop store or a product-based store SEO is different there so there's lots of things that go into this Right. so I think if anything today, together we want to dispel a couple of uh, myths about websites and how difficult it can be, especially for dealers when they're looking for the best solution in an agency. So I want to portray an easy process, so hopefully we're going to do that today. Um, If you could give me the top three things, if you had to just pick three things that your team would need, or those three teams in tandem, what are the three things that we need for a website? to get ready? Like what should the dealer be looking for to know in the
2: back of their head? What the dealer would really need to provide is who is your inventory provider, what your design layout, like what uh, features you're trying to definitely achieve with this site and then anything that is uh, you're currently established with as far as other providers. We want to make sure that we retain those items like your chat tools and um, any type of credit app.
1: Third party things, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so that process is going to look a little bit different, though the questions may be similar. The process might look a little bit different when we talk about switching a provider versus immediately starting up, right?
2: Right. So for if it's a brand new client, they're still going to be asked the same exact questions, but it's just as far as the expectation. Since certain elements will require certain things to be done first. Mm. We're going to make sure that that expectation is set as far as we can't Provide a credit application tool if you don't have your CRM set up for like for a brand new store. So let's let's say that they are like
1: a, a, a dealership, a, a potentially a new client for us, or or anywhere that they may be looking, is specifically looking to switch. And I feel like this is the part that is the daunting one. Like oh, I don't want to switch. You know, like I don't want to like go through that. So let's say for this this case. There's a plethora of reasons that they may want to switch and it might not just be like looks or style although i do believe they they play a very big role in a consumer-based world um what should the dealership look out for when they make a switch i know you just listed the third party but like the key things that they should look for in an agency so maybe not necessarily the the pieces that we need but right what's the key components of an agency so i I
2: think you need to look at how well the sites are converting okay and as far as customization for the sites because some sites are very or some providers are very basic and here's your template you can choose these from these three color schemes Um, whereas we can open that up and say okay if you don't like this where it's at where do you want it on the page Um, Customability basically. Exactly Um, and then being able to still tie into all the third-party tools that you currently use because it's not fun to be able to not bring somebody you've already been working with for years to your new site.
1: So would you say because there are so many third-party things that you can plug in and use, do you think that that causes limitations at times? Are there maybe not necessarily preferred ones over other ones although with anything i'm sure there are but like right does that provide like
2: is that a big limitation there hasn't been any third party tools that we haven't been able to find a way to integrate with so far um sometimes it can be a little daunting just because <laughs> if it's someone we haven't dealt with firsthand in the past you have to figure out where where that's gonna fall at in, in what we currently have set up and see whether we need to build out a feature set for tying that into or whether it's something where is we just need to make little tweaks here and
1: there. So the things that we need to be looking for are customization, really, is we need a user experience tailored to the viewer that really relays what that dealership is about. So right. we're not gonna be making templated sites that are the same seven blocks that you see on hundreds of sites, because that's just not, you know. There's no diversity there. There's no custom user experience to that. Right. So we need to be looking for customability. We need to be looking for those third-party integrations to make sure that there's no limitations. Um, And then I like what you said earlier about really knowing your inventory provider, right, you know?
2: Absolutely. Um, That's one of the things that we try to strive for is making sure we're building our relationships with not just internal departments but external providers because that makes it so much easier to, if if there should be any issues, we already know who we're speaking to, they know us, and so it just makes the process so much easier. So let's talk about, since we've
1: been talking about process the components let's talk about our process for starting a new website so whether it's from scratch uh, from the ground up or if it's a transferring site how does that process look like for us like what what are we doing to get
2: started So for that we start off with, so there's actually an additional team that is the web launch team. Hmm. And so what they'll do is they'll handle the communications between the client and then all the web teams that are involved. So there's a job form that is filled out with all the basic information, inventory provider, there's information about uh, granting us access to existing analytics mm-hmm. and all, all the bits and pieces that we can need to really just hit the ground running. And from there, the web build team can go ahead and start building on the layout that is desired, um, usually based off of one of our sites that we've done before or components and right. add them, you know, mix match. And then operations can then work towards getting the inventory the pricing set up make sure that our credit apps are there um, any type of third-party tools that need to be ordered or communicated back to the web launch team so they can actually get all the logins and and credentials needed for that
1: so another thing that just came to my mind that um i feel like might be another myth is that uh and we, have, we haven't even mentioned that, I can't believe that, we haven't even mentioned it yet, is uh, domains. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like one of the myth is like, well, you know, my domain's already here, so I can't, like, move it. I guess I could make a new one. You know, when actu- when in actuality, I think, at least in our experience, like, no, I, I just need to know who owns it, and then we're gonna appoint it, and then it's like, usually same day. they They give you a little pop-up, says this could take 72 hours. I've never, ever seen that happen, so, but yeah, Do you think the domain is a is a myth we can put to rest like it's not that big a deal? The
2: the domain is actually one of the things I end up overlooking so many times because it's not really ever turned into an issue. Right. You can either you can retain control over your domain and we can give you uh, right. the files to make sure that it makes the site active or you can allow us to pull it into our set of domains that we maintain making sure things like your domain doesn't expire, right? Um, the little headaches like that, but yeah, we can handle it any way that the client wants to.
1: I really like that. I, that was one of the things that, you know, I specifically take pride to, especially when talking to clients, is that w- we can do it any way, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think, that's another thing we need to be looking for in an agency is like, how versatile are you? Can you? you allow me Absolutely. to do it? Can you just do it? I'll push it on you, you take care of it. Um, and so basically we're just making sure it's easy for the dealer right. in, in either way. So that the website's working You know, in the background, you don't have to, to mess with it. So Absolutely. how long does this process take for us? Like about how long would you say from start to
2: you're ready to look at cars? So we generally operate under the 14 business days as a from the moment we get the information we need, being the job form. Now, that does that timeline does get pushed around a little bit for like a, if there's a, a buy sell involved where a client is buying another dealership and this right. and it's going to be rebranded so it's never existed in the uh, entity that it will be. Then that could push it out a little bit because we can't order inventory until the the cell is actually finalized, yeah. and other components like that have uh, requirements as far as what piece is done in which order um, but even with that, we can still have the site up um, you know much quicker than most times expected so
1: do you think in your experience is it is it most often that you see a complete just a transfer, like a, like a dealership already has a site and they're wanting to switch for some, some reason, um, they're coming over to us or maybe somewhere else and it's just a, a complete switch or is it that we're building from the ground up, what, what do you think is most common?
2: I think "ground up" is uh, interesting choice of words because technically it's from the ground up, regardless. Right. Uh, I mean, even I even you a transfer, ball, but, you, but you hit it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's because the site didn't exist, uh, right. or at least within our system. So you know, if we can replicate the site you already had, but it's still being rebuilt, um, as far as like custom pages that you already had, we can replicate those pages. Um, but that's one of the things that that we um, do see is more times than not it's a transfer um, instead of being a a brand new dealer but we have been actually having an increase of brand new sites for stores that haven't even been established yet so. Right and that's it's it's definitely a growing industry. Right
1: and it's not so much that like what like, like what you were saying is we can copy design but we're not actually like we're still designing it from the ground up. That's why I kinda use terms right. like that. We're not just like somehow gonna Command C, Command V, copy paste your site over if to us. Only. It's like it's gonna be it's gonna be us, you know. Right, which is another thing that we take pride in. Everything is gonna be yours custom.
2: Absolutely.
1: So it's time to talk about response time in the automotive <laughs> in the automotive industry. So what should a dealer look for in terms of of response time. So I'm thinking about things like errors, issues, additions, whole page additions, maybe it's sales and promotions additions, maybe it's um, just banners, things like that. I feel like this is a struggle at times, is response time, so what should a dealer look for in terms of response time?
2: So I can only speak for us. Um, I know other providers have uh, been it, it's a common complaint that they're just not that quick right. um, but as far as what that timeline looks like you know I've, I've never experienced it, so I can only speak for as far as our response time is most things can be done within 24 hours and a lot of times could actually even be same day um, as far as like you need a brand new page created we can definitely have that within a couple of days, whereas I know for a button is from the time that a person gets on the ticket to completion, it's more times not same day if it comes in early enough. Right, so
1: so I think you just, you just mentioned it. A lot of times the biggest struggle outside of converting leads, things like that, is when listening to potential dealerships or potential clients, you listen to their struggles is response time. So why do you think like if you just had to guess like why
2: do you think there are agencies that are struggling with response time? I think a lot of times it's due to how big they are. Uh, like a lot of times it's trying to give an account manager too many accounts. If oh, an okay. if if account manager or an account coordinator just has too many pieces moving at one time it's hard to respond in a quick manner. So that's one of the things that we try to do is make sure that everybody is is able to handle what they have or if we need to move people around to make sure that the client gets what they need um that's that's what we'll do so what is
1: it that we're doing to make that better so that response time can be
2: sometimes same day gotcha twenty four hours definitely within the same week, you know right. So I think the fact that you have both account coordinators and account managers are both in communication with the client. So if you have multiple hands working on Ticket at the same time, and so if an account coordinator comes and speaks to someone on the web build team to have a change made, you know, they're able to actually communicate through that. And that's one of the big things is everyone is involved, everyone that is involved, sees the communications happening. So if something were to be misstated or or isn't quite clear, um, it's easy to ask a question and get a response back quickly because that's one of the, the toughest parts is I understand what you're asking, but there's a piece of it that's still not is quite not clear. Sense. Right. Um, so being able to actually shoot out a question real quick through email and then receive it back or even through Slack if it's, you know it's just a, a, a detail about something to be able to have that quick communication and then be able to say okay I got you now I can proceed and you know we do really well at the internal communication to make sure that the ball stays rolling.
1: Yeah and I feel like our coordinators are they're, they're definitely familiar with this space and and a lot of times they can interpret um, based on what the situation or what the issue is but I think that they're good at like qualifying like you said responses that say like I need these specific details you know and and if we get these details in the next whatever the next email then we're gonna get on it and and get it done yeah. so I feel like that that pair of of not pair that group of hands that's on the one issue is really what's what's making it fast absolutely um, and so speaking on team collaboration, there's there's a lot of teamwork, a lot of collaboration that's going on. So what does mm-hmm. that look like? Like how, not necessarily look like, because you've already been speaking about what it looks like. How do you handle the collaboration so that way we can function the way that we do?
2: Uh, I think the one of the really useful things is we have our own in-house inbox, mailbox system. And so it's very easy to communicate with other teams that we're all copied on emails, but if you have a team that's not copied on an email, but they're definitely a part of the the problem, we can definitely just push it over to their team, have them input their piece, and then push it back. And so it makes it really easy to to just use it, this ticket system to collaborate for certain things, so like uh, tracking numbers are hailed, held by paid search. And so if we don't quite know what is set up there for the tracking numbers, it's easy to just communicate with them real quick through, through our ticket system and then come back and then communicate with all of the pieces together back to the account coordinator or the account manager.
1: Yeah, and I think that this, we're hitting on another as another quality, another aspect, or not another one, we're hitting on the same one, which is versatility, like mm-hmm. we're, and I guess customization, because in that same ticketing system, right, we're, you, we can assign those hands that need to be on it, so that it's right. one group collaboration. It's not, I send you an email, then you say, well, we gotta get, get, we got to get them on this, mm-hmm. so you send the email over there, and then I'm in an email chain, and then yeah. they send the email somewhere else, but I didn't get it, so now, you know, so I feel Absolutely. like we've streamlined that together so that we know this department head or this coordinator or this build or this whatever is all right there in the same ticket integrated and then we can we can go through with the change. Absolutely. So there's a lot more that we can unpack and maybe we'll do that another time. But I have one or two more questions for you. But mainly I really want to know, if there are other myths that you want to dispel before we sign off whether they're small or, or maybe large because I I feel like there's fear in this realm of websites because it is your digital showroom like you have all your Absolutely. vehicles there so what can we what can we put to rest in terms of myths
2: I, I think one of the big things is trying to figure out the Some features, while they may sound great, are not as, um, have a positive impact as maybe assumed. Um, Like one of the things was making sure that when someone clicks off the site, having a pop-up saying, are you sure you want to leave this site? Um, that actually has a lot of negative impact on returned customers. And so, um, you know, for just for example, of, of type things. So, being able to really bring the customization, but be able to say, um, let's collaborate on what we think will help the site versus hurt right. the site. Um, because I think that's one of the things is people know what they want, but they don't know how to achieve it, and instead of having um, the ability to discuss out what options are on the table, it's just kind of a a, a dart at the wall type (laughs) thing. Um, Let's try this. If it doesn't work, we'll switch it to something else. Um, So I I think that that's one of the things that would be nice to move past is actually collaborating on what what would be a good outcome that we're trying to achieve. I think the the other thing is trying to understand what, what all moving pieces are going on as far as like where, where the line between each team is okay. um, because I feel like a lot of times we get confused as far as internal communication as where does SEO stop and right. web operations begin. Um, and web build is just kind of all over, you know, overlapping both of those right. teams. Um, so it's nice to try and clear the, those lines to say, okay, where where do these teams, or where do we see them on the site so that we know exactly who to communicate with first just for the sake of um, that response time? Because that will definitely help right. making sure that the response times are, are stay Live. yeah
1: and I think that's I think that's another strength is the distinction in line and clearing up and setting expectations like you said mm-hmm. this ticket if you will or whatever issue or something that needs to be added isn't going to some sort of global team at agent at some agency that we've just branded website it's this this request is going to come in and then it is going to be put to the specialists, right. the team of specialists that can have it. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's search-related, it's going to go to them. Mm-hmm. If it's build-related, visual, it's going to go to you. And if it's inventory-related or something like that, it's going to go to the operations team. And so I feel like that's where we have a lot of strength as opposed to a, a global team that's trying to do too many things at once. Absolutely. So. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was very right, insightful. I feel like I have more questions, but we'll do a part two in the future. Um, so I look forward to having you on for a future conversation, but thank you again.
0: hope you found the interview interesting and learned how easy of a process it is to switch to a SoCal site. On our next episode, we will be joined by Kendra Evans, our email marketing manager, who will be talking about the ins and outs of email marketing. In the meantime, be sure to check us out on social media, YouTube, and of course our website, all of which can be found in the description for easy access. Again, this episode was brought to you by Gemini Service BDC. Make your service customers feel like VIPs before they even come in with Gemini Service BDC, a true omni-channel approach for follow-up using real people with no automation. To learn more, visit GoSoCal.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple or Spotify. The GoSoCal podcast is being created and produced by SoCal Marketing. Visit GoSoCal.com to find out more about SoCal and all of our products and services. Thanks for listening.